Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to another episode of Three and Out. I'm your host, Sammy G, and as always, well, sometimes always, <laughs> we have yeah. the doc with us. <laughs> that was uh, semi, <laughs> semi, semi always. Kind of always, here in spirit, the doc is oh. with me today. We've got a great show today, doc. I'm ready to get started. I can't wait to get started, actually. How about yourself? You excited about it? A big, big day. Big day. A lot of stuff. We got uh, National Signing Day. Uh, we got combine invites uh if we got time we got super bowl i mean we got a lot going on so let's hit it yeah no doubt about it today also a special guest on the show today uh mainland high school buccaneer wide receiver demarcus adams who committed to florida state university today he's a four star uh, on rivals.com he will be joining us here shortly uh, also perry costadakis staff writer for tomahawk nation featured on cnn MSNBC, Sports Illustrated, and ESPN. Uh, he's going to be on to talk about National Signing Day as well and also the state of Florida State football. Today's show, special edition National, Cham- National, excuse me, National Signing Day 2018 show, sponsored by Jimmy Hula's. It's a surf-themed local chain serving diverse tacos, including fish and steak, plus burgers and craft beers. Located in the Granada Shopping Plaza, 191, East Granada Boulevard in Ormond Beach, Florida. Doc, and I don't think you've been yet, but I've been there. No, I've been. Time. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I've been. been? I've been. I, yeah, I love it. The uh, the fish tacos. Hey, I I forget the the sauce that they have on them. It's outstanding. Yeah, very very impressed with Jimmy Hula's. Yeah, it's a good friend of mine who I went to high school with. Is uh, owns that place there, uh, Jose. And let me tell you, I, I I didn't go there for a while, and I heard about it. I showed up one day with my brother about three o'clock because we were just starving. And when I say, hey, man, let's just stop at Jimmy Hula's. I've never been there, and I've been there multiple times since. I, if it was closer, I'd probably be in there every day. So thank you for not being too close to me because I appreciate that part. <laughs> well, they got, they, got they got healthy food there, too. I mean, the grilled they tacos do. were terrific. Oh, I get the I get the bowl there. The bowl is, un, is unbelievable. They got like a teriyaki bowl there that's phenomenal. I'm a big bowl guy, so I'm, I'm all about the bowls, as always. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Doc, let's let's get this thing jumped off today, National Signing Day. Uh, today was a smaller pool uh, because a lot of those guys signed in, at the early signing day uh, earlier in, uh, in in December. I believe it was December. What was that? Was it November or December? What was the signing day, Doc? Uh, remember? It was, it was like early December, December 10th, I think, somewhere yeah, around there. So today's pool, it wasn't a lake. It was more of a puddle today of the pool from. You know, the, the, uh, that, that National Signing Day, for those of our listeners uh, who maybe are not from the South, I mean, this pretty much could be a, uh, a holiday here in the South, Southeast United States. I mean, people are historically are listening to ESPN. They, they, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, sometimes I'm operating and I got uh, on the, uh, the computer in the OR, I've got the, uh, the feed going with the, with the ESPN here in the <laughs> announcement. So, it's you uh, it, it, I do, yeah, yeah. So it, it can be a, it, it it can be definitely a a uh, a holiday in the southern United States, no question. And I I think it's nice to have guys committed early, but I kind of like the way back in the day where today you found out everybody's plans. It was uh it was fun, but not not the same um, impact that it used to have. Well, now I mean they've they've publicized National Signing Day so big now it's. It's unbelievable, uh, you know. We'll we'll talk about that uh, later in the show too. But uh, you know, like you were saying, uh, you know, National Signing Day. You know, people are announcing on television. They got people at bars. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, people take off work to see who's going to go play. And when I was in high school, 
we didn't have things like this. You just played and you're, you got announced in the newspaper and that was the end of it. Uh, now yeah, I think I don't even know what a newspaper is. I think next year we need to do a live, uh, live national signing day show. Maybe, maybe from Jimmy Hula's we can, uh, we can have some negotiations starting for a year from now for a live three and out show on National Signing Day. I would love to do that. Well, let's run off, first of all, let's run off the day here, the top ten of, uh, of the recruiting classes, the schools in the top ten here, and then we'll dive into our Florida schools. Uh, but on rivals, this is how they ended up. Uh, Georgia ends up number one with the number one recruiting class, followed by Ohio State at two. USC comes in at three. The Texas Longhorns at four. Penn State five. The U comes in at six, which is which is pretty good for them, I think. Uh, Alabama drops all the way to number seven. Clemson eight, Oklahoma nine, and the Florida State Seminoles, uh, who we'll be talking about here shortly, uh, comes in at number ten. I gotta yeah, tell that, you that that sound you just heard was a lot of uh, of um, uh, trailers in, in the Alabama region getting nervous and people starting to shake and stuff with them dropping down the rankings. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time they haven't been in the top three, I believe. They said in almost ten years. Dude, so, they've had I number mean, one that number the number one class the last seven years. So I, you know, I, I would like to think you're seeing a uh, maybe a changing of the guard, uh, you know, a little shift in the uh, in, in the landscape, uh, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, there was a lot of good things happening, and like you said, you know, and maybe they're taking a page from the Philadelphia Eagles here, and hopefully we are changing. We're not going to see Alabama sitting at the top anymore. Uh, but Alabama did secure uh, one of the biggest biggest corners, in fact, the number one corner in the country today, uh, Pat Sertain Jr. Uh, from uh, American Heritage. Um, so that was a big, big pull for them, but just not enough to move them up any further. Now, let me ask you, Doc, if you're one of those guys who are teetering today and uh, you think Alabama is going to be the powerhouse you are and you realize, hey, man, they didn't have the best recruiting class and I just committed my next four years to them, uh, what are you thinking of yourself right now? Well, I, I think you're still confident. I mean, Alabama's still Alabama, so they're, they're still going to be, um, you know, they're still going to be in the mix no matter what. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly it's a, it's a bit of a drop for for uh, you know Alabama, and again, the, the fans in Tuscaloosa, man, they they, I think Alabama, I, to me, and I, I think I'm biased, but Alabama football, to some extent, Florida State football and Kentucky basketball fans are the most over-the-top fan bases in the country. And I, I got to think they're a little bit nervous now in Alabama about uh, about this kind of uh, this drop uh, to the ranking. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, let's jump in with the U since they're leading uh, the Florida schools here uh, at the number six spot. Uh, they had a great recruiting class, and they only had a few guys in today. I think they did most of their work um, in the early signing period. Uh, I think a lot of schools were actually just kind of waiting for the uh, – mm for the few guys that were just left in the puddle uh, out here. Uh, but a lot of big names um, going to Miami. Uh, obviously, the pedigree of the Blades, Al Blades uh, Jr., defensive back from Fort Lauderdale, it was an early commit there. Uh, and also, probably one of the biggest names, and probably the most under-publicized names in this whole thing, is Lorenzo Lingard, running back from Orange City, uh, Florida, five-star recruit. Uh, who, who committed early to them uh, out of uh, Orange, excuse me, out of University High School. Uh, he was the number two running back in the country. Uh, yeah, mean, yeah. He, uh, he's, he's a local kid, um, News Journal Player of the Year, and, and obviously rightfully so. Um, and he's somebody that, uh, for whatever reason, has not gotten a lot of, a lot of press in the, on the national stage, but uh, he's a top ten recruit. So you got to got to love Lucia County kids having some success. There's no doubt about no. There's no doubt about that. And also, uh, just to rattle off some of the offers that he received, other than Miami, he had Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Iowa, Mississippi, Mizzou, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Pitt, South Carolina, Texas, and Arkansas. So yeah, no, it's great. I mean, the, the guy, this guy was obviously one of the best guys here. And again, I don't think he, I don't know that he's getting a lot of publicity uh, in this whole scheme of things. And maybe that's because he was an earlier commit, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Today uh, we, we saw the three kids from uh, American Heritage commit, uh, and one of them was Nesta Silvera uh, from American Heritage, 6'2", 300-pound defensive lineman, held the Chucky doll up. I don't know if you saw that today, uh, Doc, when he was making his uh, – Yeah, making his, uh, 
That, that, that was that that was filthy. That was a little bit filthy because those who don't know the the Chucky doll has has been associated for probably the last oh I'd say seven years with with the uh, University of Florida defensive line uh, player started by Dominique Easley, um, and for whatever reason I think a fan gave him a Chucky doll and he used to carry it around. So that's been perpetuated. Dominique Easley, Dante Fowler, C.C. Jefferson, they've all carried. The Chucky doll, um, and now all these guys are using that as a uh, a bait and switch type thing to 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 you know maneuver around fan bases, and, and that, that that's not cool. Well, he also said that he had a friend who committed to Florida uh, by the name of Andrew Chatfield today. He was the other yep. uh, heritage kid, and uh, they they said that they're going to both have Chucky dolls whenever they travel on the road. You'll always see them on the sideline with the Chucky doll. I'm not sure that they're going to let them carry a Chucky doll on the sideline, but you, know, you never know what's going to happen these days. But uh, that was yeah. their thing. Yeah, if you, if you, if you, if you follow uh, Florida uh, Gator football, you'll see that whenever they come in for the Gator walk, one defensive lineman has a Chucky doll in his backpack. My son gets all fired up because for whatever reason, my, my eight-year-old loves Chucky. P- please don't judge me. Um, but he gets all excited <laughs> when he sees the guys carrying Chucky. So, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> that's pretty funny and actually if i'm if i'm pretty sure actually andrew uh, chatfield today he actually uh referenced uh, dante fowler uh yep. he said dante fowler was someone that he looked up to and he did the same thing and he kind of wanted wanted to emulate what he was doing uh so to be another i guess defensive lineman or defensive mm. player for uh for the university of florida the last guy to bring out a Chucky doll um, for his signing day to pull a bait and switch was a guy by the name, by the name of Byron Cowart. Does that name ring any bells to you? Byron Cowart. He was the, uh, number, the number one overall uh, player about three years ago now out of uh, Sefner Armwood. Um, many people thought he was going to go to Florida. He brought a Chucky doll to signing day. And he signed with Auburn, and he barely saw the field, and he ended up leaving Auburn, and now I believe he's at Maryland. So uh, we'll wow. see. I think there's. I think Chucky doesn't like getting getting used uh, uh, for you know t- takes offense to being used in that way. So we'll see if he's <laughs> a bad curse there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't sound like things are going to go well when you talk about Chucky dolls. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Uh, moving on to Florida State. Florida State, I thought did a great job. Uh, this year in recruiting, especially uh, after getting a, a new coach and, um, uh, of course, Willie Taggart, excuse me. Uh, one thing uh, we talked about earlier was FSU came in at 10. He, now, Willie Taggart left Oregon. They came in at 15. And Jimbo Fisher left Florida State, went to Texas A&M. They finished at 17. So, I think this is a good sign for Florida State, showing that, that uh, they're moving in the right direction when they and they can out, they, they outdid all the other places that were affiliated with uh, with the coaching staff there. So I think they got a bright future uh, going forward. And they had a lot of good players signed there. Uh, Asante Samuel, Jr. We had a lot of pedigrees going in this signing class, Doc, this year. Uh, yeah. Asante Samuel, Jr., one of the, one of the pedigrees. Uh, and they had a bunch of kids go there. Uh, they also had a local kid. Uh, we had a local kid from Mainland High School who we're going to have on the show tonight, uh, Demarcus Adams, four-star recruit. Uh, out of Daytona Beach, Mainland, he'll be joining some other Mainland guys up there like uh, Cyrus Sagan and AJ Westbrook. So he's he, he's going to be going up there with some former teammates. Yeah, how, how old does it make you feel that we got Asante Samuel Jr., we got Patrick Sertain Jr., you got Al, Al Blades' kid, or is it Al Blades yeah. or Biddy Blades' kid? Well, one of their kids. You know, how old does that make you feel that we're hearing all yeah. these guys come out there now? Oh, yeah, we had Chris Carter's kid a while ago. Don't forget him. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s kid just got signed somewhere. So Arizona, uh, yeah. Arizona. Yeah. How, so there's how, just... How about, how about American Heritage? You know, I, I was at a meeting last week um, at the uh, Florida High School Athletic Association where we kind of got together with a lot of the uh, the movers and shakers in the state of Florida to improve the safety of the student-athletes. And I was sitting next to the athletic director from American Heritage, uh, the female very nice lady, and I and I just said, how the heck did you guys turn into this program? They got the number one 
cornerback, the number two cornerback in the nation, um, the number four cornerback in the nation. They got Andrew Chatfield, one of the top defense. I mean, <laughs> they they are an absolute powerhouse down there in South Florida. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, the state of Miami, man. Anything. It's, I mean, you could you can literally put together phenomenal college programs just by recruiting out of anywhere from West Palm Beach South. So, I mean, yeah, no, no question. Uh, yeah. And Patrick Kane senior, who actually is the head coach there uh, of uh, heritage. Uh, we'll talk about this a little later, but there was some speculation about him and a job offer at Alabama. And uh, we could talk about that as well. Uh, but staying well, on course here, with Florida State, the, pre- the, the, uh, the previous head, the, the previous head coach. Sorry, I mean to cut you off here. The previous head coach at, at Heritage. So I think uh, I think Patrick Sertain Senior has been the head coach there now for two or three years. They've won two national titles. The previous head coach at Heritage was Mike Rumpf, who you may remember, who played from uh, for the yeah. for the U back in the uh, you know early nineties. Oh, um, and now, well, what's he do? Well, he's the one of the coaches at the University of Miami. So it's not unheard of for for institutions to uh, to take coaches at these powerhouse universities and and right. hope that their players follow them. Well, they said that in this article uh, about uh, since we're talking about about Pat Sertain was he had all the qualifications uh, to coach uh, defensive backs in, in college, uh, and he actually he actually did this uh, interview. A, a few weeks ago prior to this announcement. Uh, I, it just obviously the timing of everything has raised some eyebrows, but again, we can get into that later on if we get some callers in that want to talk about that as well. Uh, we should be having Demarcus Adams here shortly uh, on the show. So let's, uh, let's hope we can get him on here any minute and continue talking yeah, about uh, Florida State. If anybody, anybody wants to call in 657-383-1684, we'd love to, debate, talk about signing classes, talk about the importance of rankings, talk about all these different things. So we'd love to have a conversation. So give us a call. Yeah, it's a busy day today. So I'm sure some people are going to want to hear about what's happening, especially with their schools in Florida here. Uh, But back to Florida State, uh, I I thought bringing Willie Taggart in, obviously he was a diehard Florida State guy. Uh, You know, he, he was kind of, I think, the best option and the best coach to fill in there for Jimbo after Jimbo was gone. Uh, but they did a great job, man. I, I thought they did a great job uh, in recruiting. And actually, he was able to pull some guys over from the West Coast that he was re- recruiting uh, over at Oregon. So, he, you know, he, he, he he's doing a good job. I mean, you can't complain about Willie Taggart right now. And he wins, so we just now get to put the pieces together and see what he can do. Hey, Sammy, do you remember back when we were in high school? Um, this was uh, back in the early 90s. Um, you remember how good uh, Bradenton Southeast and Bradenton Manatee were at, at football? Oh, yeah. It seemed like every year they were in the championship. You, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Do, do you know who the quarterback was at Bradenton Manatee during that time that we always knew uh, about them? If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Peter Work. Well, Peter Work was was at uh, Southeast, but who was the uh, uh, quarterback at Manatee? Bradenton Manatee quarterback. wasn't Charlie Ward, was it? No, no, he's from. Uh, I want to say he's from Pensacola. I don't know for sure. Who was it? It's it's uh, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart was a quarterback to Bradenton Manatees during really? those years when we were when we were in high school and they were always in the state championships. Wow, I mean Willie's our age, man. We're man, we're getting old, Doc. We are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are I know. I'm curious to talk to your boy from uh, Tomahawk Nation or whatever it's called because I, I want to see who, who did Florida State sign to move up that much because as of 48 hours ago, they were they were like number 48th in the country, and there was yep. there was all this talk about uh, Willie Taggart being a bust on the recruiting trail, and all of a sudden they're in the top 10. So I'm curious to know uh, what, what happened there. I mean, they just had – if I'm not mistaken, they signed about – I think they had one five-star – uh, recruit that they signed, and I believe they had close to ten or eleven four-star guys uh, that call that, that that they ended up getting um, to sign in. So uh, we should be having Demarcus Adams actually, which is one of those four-star uh, recruits on here uh, any second. In fact, he might be calling in now, Doc. I just want to check that one out to see if he's there. But we're going to bring him. You, you, you want to bring him over and and and, and talk to him? Yeah, let's, let's. Yeah, we can just bring him right in if you like. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, is this uh, Demarcus? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey what's is. up, guy? 
Congratulations, Marcus. This is the Doc and Sammy G from Three and Out. Uh, we got a little, we got a little, uh, got a little theme music for you here, man. How's that? Since we went, uh, since we, little, we saw this, you said, uh, we saw this, you posted a uh, free, uh, free meek. So we got a little meek meal for you here. Uh, Demarcus, how, so hey man, this is Sammy G. Thanks for being on our show. Uh, we had a couple, we had Adonis and John Huggins on uh, earlier in the early signing period. So we just want to say, first of all, thank you for taking the time out uh, to uh, to jump on here with us. I know you're having a, a very, very busy day, so we appreciate you being on. No problem. So, man, well, listen, it, the day is over. I'm sure you're kind of kicking your feet up now, just relaxing. Uh, but let's talk about the process and, and you know, what it what it did to you mentally, are you happy it's over, and are you ready to get moving to your next spot? Man, I'm just so blessed right now. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy about this recruitment right now. I'm just happy it's over, and I don't have to worry about anything. That's <laughs> for you right now. Yeah, this process takes a lot of, lot out of you, especially when you got coaches calling you and recruiters calling you, and everyone's trying to get you to to make a commitment uh, one way or the other. Uh, I'm sure you're happy probably to be going and joining some of your teammates like Cyrus and uh, AJ. Yeah, I'm excited. It feels good to know somebody from home is is where I'm going. So that makes me feel right at home and comfortable. Excellent, man. Excellent. And have you had a chance to speak to Coach Taggart today? Um, I didn't. He didn't. He didn't come to my ceremony. What has what so, he been – go ahead, Doc, I'm sorry. Well, I was saying, DeMarcus, have you known for a while that, that that's where you were going to go, or was it last kind of – were you up last night thinking about it, or were, were you confident in your decision here for a while? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I already knew I was going to go since my 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So you're 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 an FSU guy through and through. So this was an easy, an easier de- uh, decision for you than most had today. It was easy, very awesome. Easy. <laughs> Are you expecting to go in and, and and play right away? Have you talked about that with your coaches, or are they have they have they said what they're going to do with you going in as a freshman? Oh, they're expecting me to come in and play right away. They push the older guys, and if they're not doing their job, just take their job. Wait. That's awesome, man. And Florida State, I know I covered their game, couple of games they had this year, uh, and they're, uh, you know, they're they're they they need receivers, man. So uh, it's a great opportunity for you to go right in and and be playing on Saturday as as a as a freshman, which is awesome. No doubt. Let me ask you DeMarcus, 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 have you had a chance to talk to uh, DeAndre Francois? Is he doing well with his rehab? Is he going to be back? How are things looking up there? I honestly haven't talked to him since last year. Okay. Well, listen, buddy, before we let you go, I just want to give you a quick shout-out so we can get everybody on here to to follow you on Twitter. Uh, Anybody looking to follow the best wide receiver that's going to Florida State this year. Uh, you can follow him at D, number three era. Uh, he's going to Florida State. He was their, their number one wide receiver recruit this year out of Daytona Beach, Mainland. I'm guessing you'll be BPND till you die. Is that is that a fair – is that a safe call there? Uh, what'd you say? I said I'm guessing that you're going to be BPND till the day you go down, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, we appreciate you being on, DeMarcus. And, uh, listen, good luck to you. We, we can't wait to follow your, your progress and see how things progress for you. And, uh, again, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you on Saturdays. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Thanks for having me in. You got right, it, buddy. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. Well, Four-star recruit, uh, DeMar- DeMarcus Adams uh, from <laughs> uh, Mainland High School, now at uh, Florida State. And, uh, what the hell? I mean, what the what the hell? What the hell is BPND? Buck Pride never dies, buddy. You don't know anything about BPND. Uh, that's, that's, I that's, don't. That's, 
I did. I'm I'm Greenway prior to the end, dude. I don't know what the hell yeah. that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. BPND is a uh, Mainland High School. That's uh that's their tag, man. BPND. Buck Pride never dies. Now, do you think he knew that? I wasn't too sure he knew that. Oh meant. yeah, he. Well, it's hard to. I mean, he had to. He had to. He had to do a little work on him, but yeah, he got it out eventually. It, is is that, is that is that a well known thing? Is that Vince Carter? Those guys all. If I if I saw Vince Carter right now and I said B P and D, he would give me. He would say he'd it for sure. He'd dap you up, buddy. Hundred percent. No, really. Okay. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. He'd dap you up. Well, well, listen. Talk about a trailblazer here. That guy really. Uh, Marcus really gave us some good info there, and I, you know it's important that uh, we have these guys on. Because you know, listen, they got to get on and they got to start talking and getting used to be giving interviews and you know that's something that uh, you know maybe we, I think they should start implementing. You know, I was thinking today, Doc, and I don't know if you watched any of the uh, the announcements today, uh, but I was you know if, if we're going to start treating these high school kids as celebrities, we, we got to get a either a speech class or a uh, interview course, something to help these kids out, start getting them comfortable in the camera. Start getting them comfortable talking to people, especially professionals and adults, uh, because a lot of these kids, man, it, it was just, all, and not just a couple of them, it was like most of them, you know, they got their heads down, they're, you know, they're, they're not speaking clearly, they're not looking at the cameras, you know, we just got to teach these kids to get them prepared for this, uh, for this, especially this celebrity life. I mean, I was looking today, and the kid from uh, Berkeley, the offensive lineman, uh, what was his name, uh, uh, the kid that went Tampa. to Ohio State? Tampa? Yeah, yeah the, uh, Nick, Nick, Nicholas uh, Petit Ferrer. He, he is a well-spoken young man, but he is. However, however, <laughs> well-spoken. However, he did make it. He did make a very, very big mistake and called called his uh, his uh, new school the uh, the University of Ohio State. Yeah, now, now here's my question: Do you think that he was he made a mistake, or do you think he was doing the old bait and switch? You know, I, I'm committing to the University of Ohio State, and then got the fan ah, base is all. I didn't even think about that. I didn't yeah. think about that. I, I, I oh. think it came down to Ohio State and Florida, and, and I, I think he, I think he was doing a bait and switch. Speaking of speaking of spark plugs, our our co-producer Sean has now joined us on the show. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Good man. How are you? The, the fireworks are going to start now. <laughs> hey, uh, I think um, I think my dead air is a lot more entertaining than that last guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he was good. He was good. He he came on. He gave us you know what he needed. But again, it just goes back to you know these guys <laughs> need to have some kind of a some kind of a class in high school. Man, we, if we're gonna like I said. Oh, my point for Nick Petit was also I looked him up on Twitter today. He's already got a blue check mark. I mean, what, they, what are we doing? They, 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 they actually get blue check marks as, as high school athletes. So it's just kind of unbelievable to me. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I've tried to get a blue check mark and I get laughed at. You got a junior in high school gets a blue check mark because they're a football player. I mean, Twitter, what the hell's going on over there? You're just a doctor who saves people's lives, man. You're not worthy yeah. of a blue check mark. Okay. Well, I, I I I think we need to get three and out to get a check mark. I think that's the next step. We we're not get. worthy, man. We're not worthy. We're just a we're yeah. just a podcast on iTunes now. We, we're not worthy of a blue check mark, you know. Very soon. But very it, soon, we'll get check marks. Hey guys, I kind of came in a little bit uh, late. Um, yes, did. did you do the rankings of the? Uh, we did. We did. We're, we're going. I, we're doing. We're going through right now. We're gonna have a. Uh, we're actually our second guest is going to be calling in here shortly. Uh, Perry Casadakis talked to us about uh, uh, the state of Florida State here and their football program. And uh, let me see if we can get him on here now. He said we're committing. We're committing to the University of Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right for FSU. <laughs> uh, here, we, here we go. It's always something. Always something with you guys. And you, you Gator fans. I've been out of the loop yeah, a little so, bit. How, how, yeah, how so, did the Gators uh, end up? Yeah, Sammy, fill them back in on the uh, the rankings. So, Sean, the way they ended up today, uh, just the, we just did the Florida schools. Uh, Miami 6, Florida State 10, Florida 18, 
USF 57, UCF 72, FIU 78, and FAU was 100. Oh, wow. So, well, listen, Sean, before we jump into that, uh, we're going to be joined next by uh, Perry Kosadakis from Tomahawk Nation Staff Writer. Hey, Perry, this is Sammy G on the 3 and Out Show. Thanks for being on. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. I got the doc, and our, our one of our producers, Sean, is on the line too. So you're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of beat downs today. There, there is. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm ready for it. <laughs> After so the Perry, that you had, I'm ready for it. <laughs> so Perry, let me ask you. Now, well, listen, I'm I'm going to let the doc go first because the doc is just dying to know uh, about the recruiting <laughs> class today. So doc, dive in. I know you can't wait to get on it and ask him. Good. Yeah. Perry, hey, how are you doing, man? It's, it's the doc. So, um, hey, fill, fill me in, because Florida State was about, you know, in the, in the top 40 about two days ago, and then who, what, what happened today? They signed some big stars, or what, what, what all went down today for Florida State? Oh, so it was even worse. Uh, FSU, at one point, was actually as low as 64th. So, the improvement they made, and uh, just even today, is crazy. They were up to 15th before they signed uh, Trishon Harrison, Malcolm Lamar, Jamarcus Chapman, Anthony Grant, and Jordan Young. And so the perception the last few days that FSU met of not was uh, closed on them because they flipped a few of those people from other schools, but the whole time they had some silent commitments from them. And so instead of ruining the kids' moment, the coaches just held on to the commitments. Yeah, there were a lot of Florida State fans out there that were uh... – kind of losing their mind about a week ago saying, you know, you didn't have a lot of assistant coaches signed. You know, you, Taggart was, was kind of not doing well on the recruiting trail, and then all of a sudden things just fell into place. So you gotta got to admit that today was a pretty good day for, uh, for Florida State fans. Oh, it, to consider where this class was at one point, because back in October is when Jimbo Fisher kind of fell apart with recruiting. They went dead on a lot of recruits. So October, November, nothing's happening. Suddenly, the coach is about to leave that's been there for the last eight years, and then he's gone. And then you don't even have a full coaching staff until uh, a little bit after January. So, yeah, but they hit the ground running as soon as they got all these people hired. Uh, a young staff in comparison to the staff that Florida State did have, more enthusiastic. They kind of get where the kids are going. I don't know if you saw today when each commitment announced where they were going to school or that they were coming to Florida State. Uh, they picked a song to introduce themselves. Oh, and so nice. the, the official Twitter just put that out. Yeah, so it was just small things like that. It's just a change up in it. It's yeah, I have noticed that. Uh, fans are concerned. I have noticed that uh, on, on Twitter, man, they – they do a phenomenal job of at least getting these kids excited about coming to the school uh, with, with the uh, marketing that these, that these schools are doing as far as recruiting goes and, and hyping these kids up. And, and this is a question I have, and maybe Perry, you can answer it. Maybe doc, you can answer it. So how did they get these kids to their uniforms? When they come on their visit, did they say, Hey, put this on, we're going to record this just in case you sign here. We'll have it. Oh yeah. So they, sorry, uh, doc, you're going to answer. But yeah, they go, want go the kids yeah. to, uh, put the uniform on and be like, all right, listen, doesn't this feel right? Like, don't you feel great in this uniform? You can see yourself playing in it, right? And then they take the pictures, and the kids get to see how cool they look, like officially special affected Photoshop and the official FSU stuff that they do for the zero players. And I don't know. I would feel cool putting the pads on. I wouldn't look like a yeah. player, but. Yeah, no, I, I, he's totally right. I, in fact, I think at – and Florida, the, the the last thing they do on their official recruiting visit is the the last presentation is the equipment staff where they they show them all the stuff and then they try the stuff on and then they do all the pictures. So I think that that's kind of a rite of passage for official visits. That's awesome, man. Anybody listening to call in to the Three and Out Show tonight? We we're on with uh, Tomahawk Nation staff writer Perry Costadakis, the Doc Sean, and myself. Uh, give us a call six five seven three three one six eight four. Again, that's six five seven three three one six eight four. We'll be talking Florida State football here uh, for the next few minutes with Perry Costadakis from uh, Tomahawk Nation. Hey, Perry, uh, let me ask you this: You said you got a young coaching staff there now. Uh, I mean, how revived is the campus right now with, with with what's going on and with the new blood that's in there? Oh, there's 
overall within the team, there's just a new energy and enthusiasm because, I don't know, if you could kind of see it on the field with how the kids were playing over the last two years maybe where they weren't pursuing as fast as they would in a few years. And that kind of just comes from – it's hard to keep kids buying into a message. And so Jimbo, as his interest tapered off, so did theirs. So while students overall, like, like campus culture, they were pretty upset about the whole Jimbo thing, especially if you didn't know – who Willie Tiger was and his history in the state and all that. But the excitement around it, I don't know if the spring game this year, they're doing a throwback team and uh, salt and pepper, vanilla ice and raw base is a free concert after, yeah. which is not that exciting, but it's just something different. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a big so, turning point from yeah. where Jimbo Fisher had it. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy G's got penile to mess. just thinking about that right now. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That sounds He's like a pretty good, uh, Sounds like a pretty good, uh, pretty big concert to me. I gotta tell you. So I don't know if uh, you're not excited about it. I I I, I think all, I, I think all of a sudden Sammy G is now is not gonna be uh, scouting the Florida State spring game just just like that. Yep, there's a very good you know, very good chance of that. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I did twenty dollars get on the field tickets. That's it, twenty dollars. Yeah. I gotta call my I gotta call my people at Florida State. Uh, I may uh, I, 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 I may I may go to the concert myself. To be honest with you, so, so let me yeah. Know well, I don't know why this guy's talking about me. He's right. He's right there with me, hundred percent. There we go. Hey, you know I, I did. Florida I was doing State some research. I was doing some research today about the uh, NFL Combine, and you just talked about you know you watching the guys for the last few years, not really kind of into it. But you guys got like nine guys invited to the combine. So I mean, you guys had a pretty good team uh, for the last couple of years, and and for whatever reason, just couldn't get it done. I mean, I, I mean, I'm counting right here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys from your team. The, actually, it's the most. Florida State has the most kids at the NFL combine this year. I just I just can't believe how bad it turned out there. I mean, can you? Can you tell me now that they're going to be better in the next year? Are they going to make a quick turnaround, or do you see it happening in a few in a few years? Um, it's a pretty hard schedule next year. Uh, you open up or with Virginia Tech at home. Notre Dame's on the road. Clemson obviously will be a problem. Florida, but with the rest of the schedule, nine or three, ten or two, maybe it's realistic. Like eight and four in a really bad year. If you look at the trend from Jimbo Fisher's year. National championship thirteen and 0, 13 and one, ten and three, ten and two, and then this past year, uh, a lot of it was just uh, Jimbo Fisher sticking stubborn to the ways that he was. He was a little bit burned out. If you hit the, if you're a change agent, somebody who has to switch up the complete flow of the program and then it stagnates, he kind of gets over it. His personal life, uh, the divorce, not to get too into that, but it obviously played a little bit into the fact that that was going on. Uh, so that's why, even though Jimbo Fisher is a top five coach, I think it's fair to say definitely one of the better recruiters. Got Texas and m some pretty good people today. Uh, a reset was kind of needed here. So I think that I can say it won't be a national championship year. I think that would be too fanboys to say even ACC championship. But when you go seven and six, I think anything is success. Uh, Doc, I, I want to just kind of ask him the question you had asked uh, um, Demarcus. Uh, have you any word on uh, Francois and what his progression is and when he'll be back? Yeah, so he is doing pretty well. He's rehabbing fine. He's going to actually miss spring practice, though. He'll probably participate in seven-on-seven seven drills, but no contact. So it will be interesting to see the quarterback battle now from that point because Bailey Hoffman, who is the third string is actually he was looked at possibly as a better recruit than James Blackman coming in, but James Blackman was recruited to USF by Willie Taggart, so that's just another way to all of it. Well, there's there's going to be a little collusion there, I think, a little uh, a little home cooking, I believe. Well, you know, we we we, we well, know we from we know from the combine data that the the worst injuries that you, and not that I have any inside information on this, but the worst injuries that you can have for getting back to your same level are is an Achilles tendon rupture and a patellar tendon rupture. So Francois had a patellar tendon rupture. So, you know, it, it's not a guarantee that the young man's going to be back to that same level. I mean, I, obviously if everyone hopes that he gets back to that, but 
Um, you know, you, there, there's a, always the chance that that kind of injury, it's hard to recover from. And he could be even hesitant to run, uh, scared of injury. That happened with EJ Manuel after he got hurt and Jim Fisher kept running him. Once that, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to come back from something so severe like that. Yeah, no question. Is it safe to say that Cam Akers is, is probably going to be a Heisman uh, candidate probably next year? I I think so because Taggart likes to get this reputation as his quarterback guru because Quentin Flowers was so successful underneath him, but he really likes to emphasize running the running back because he comes from that Jim Harbaugh uh, tree. So I think Cam Akers, his second year in a getting a little bit more comfortable, even he didn't even seem like he put it all together last year and he still broke the freshman rushing record. So I think him next year, with um, the running back from uh, DeAndre Swift from Georgia. It'll be fun to see them go against each other. Let me ask you, Perry, uh, before we let you go, uh, in, in about signing day today, uh, who do you think was the biggest, uh, the biggest guy you got and who's, who's probably going to have the best, the best career that you, you think right now of those guys coming in? Um, <clears throat> overall, I think that, Sorry. Go a little bit. Drink some water. Um, I'll think so. I'll go with somebody who wasn't really rated that high, but I think is essential. Jordan Young. He is a three-star prospect, so like not really how, how he looked on, but if you watch that highlight tape, he just has crazy big playmaking ability. So the fact that FSU only had five wide receivers on the roster – going into today and are leaving with 10, I think is a very important point. And Tiger said that at his press conference today. That's awesome. Well, listen, uh, we, Perry, we appreciate you being on the show. Staff writer from Tomahawk Nation. Uh, please follow Perry on Twitter uh, at Perry Cost. It's P-E-R-R-Y-K-O-S. Uh, he's always got some great uh, information when it comes to Florida State football. Um, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. Anytime you come back, Perry, please. Come back on. You're great. Uh, anytime. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks, Thanks man. a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Have a good night. All right. Sean, I had a way to jump in, man. I'm glad you're on here to ask yeah. those tough questions. Yeah. Hey, listen, tonight uh, – I, I, sponsor- I had to take a shower. <laughs> tonight, show sponsored tonight by Jimmy Hula's. Uh, <laughs> Surf-themed local chain serving diverse tacos, including fish and steak. Plus burgers and craft beers located in the Granada Shopping Plaza, 191 East Granada Boulevard, Ormond Beach, Florida. Uh, we talked about it. Sean, have you been to Jimmy Hula's? If not, you need to get there. I have not, but it sounds delicious. It does. It yeah. is delicious. Actually. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So, so moving forward here, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about one more school here. We'll talk about the University of Florida. Uh, and their and their commits today. I thought they had a great job. Uh, I want to also talk about the Jacob uh, uh, Copeland, Copeland incident here. I don't know if Sean. I don't know if you Copeland. saw that today. Uh, but Jacob Copeland. Okay, so Jacob Copeland for our listeners uh, was did his announcement today uh, on ESPN, and uh, Jacob actually had a his whole family there, and most of them were in uh, either Alabama, Crimson Tide or Tennessee volunteer uh, attire. And he was sitting at the table. His mother was to his right, and he makes his announcement. He pulls a Florida hat out of his bag or out of his wherever, puts it on, and his mother gets up from the table and walks out in disgust. (laughs) I mean, that, that is a mother doing that to her child. I couldn't believe it. And honestly, I didn't see it until Doc sent it to me. I've watched it every five minutes for the last two hours. Now, now, if you go back and watch it again, she came back and gave him a hug and a kiss. And I, I got to admit that when, when it first happened, I, I, was, I was happy for the kid because I knew he was a Gator, Gator guy at heart. And I was happy his dreams were coming true. I just, I just felt bad for him. Can you imagine your whole life you work for a goal and then you, you make a decision and you're – and your mom bails on you, man. Oh man, I felt bad. <laughs> well, when she came back though, Doc, her, she didn't look happy. She, I think she came back just because somebody said, "Hey, this is on television. You might want to go back." She, she didn't look like she was happy about any of it. To be honest with you, 
I, so, I don't. I think she was happy. I'm looking at it as the glass is half full. Yeah, yeah he he he, uh, he he tweeted out, uh, and I was looking for. Here you go. This is his direct quote from Twitter. What my mama did today was hilarious. If you knew her personally, that's her job. Capital letters put on a show, and then a bunch of laughing emojis. So he he didn't seem too shaken up by it. She was. He claims she was put on a show. He had already verbally committed to Florida four months ago, so this wasn't any big surprise. So I think his mom was right. was trying to check out, was trying to uh, just grab some notoriety for herself, and it it worked out. And and and, and you know the, the young man, his dreams are coming true, and he worked hard. And I think you know even if she didn't support it, the fact that he had the conviction to do what's in his heart, you got to respect that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I like I how know. he said that. He made the choice for himself because it was in his heart, and it wasn't his mom's choice. It was his. It was a manly thing to do, I thought. Yeah, he, yeah and, I, and Sean, I agree with that. Sean, Sean, you were there at the Under Armour game. Him and Emory Jones became very close during yeah. that game. So it's very hard for – I mean, it's, it should not be a surprise to anybody when the quarterback that you become best friends with is committed to Florida – um, and, and then the see the wide receiver also commit. So, I mean, why don't you tell the fans? I mean, you saw it firsthand. Is, is that a fair assessment? That is a very fair assessment. I'm glad that Emory uh, flipped them. Yeah. yeah. Doc, I mean, do we see Emory coming in and, and, and playing right away this year, or do you think he, he's going to be have to sit and, and kind of and kind of watch for a couple of years and hold the clipboard? It's, I think it's going to be very interesting in the spring. I mean, I think uh, Dan Mullen runs a uh, – an offense that we all we all know is a is a very run heavy uh oriented offense uh on the on the quarterback. It's it's a you know kind of the old you know the RPO that we we keep hearing about with Kurt with um Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. You know that's kind of what they run and you look at uh, Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott and the guys that have had success in that offense have been quarterbacks who are able to run and Emory Jones fixed fits that picture. So I think it's going to be Emory Jones or Felipe Franks, and it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold in both the spring and the fall. No doubt about it. Right. And Florida today, they picked up a ton of guys, and they've already had a ton of guys. Uh, but I think the biggest name today was Andrew Chatfield out of uh, American Heritage, a linebacker, uh, four-star linebacker out of uh, – uh, excuse me, four-star on rivals. Uh, but a couple of the other big names were obviously Emory Jones uh, is going to be probably – the, the most talked about guy going forward at, at, at the University of Florida just because of that quarterback situation and the new offense. Um, also, a uh, local kid, Jonathan Huggins from uh, from Daytona Beach, Mainland, uh, another Bucks superstar, uh, great kid, very good outspoken kid. guy. 6'1", uh, 198-pound defensive back. Uh, he's another good one. Doc, you got any other big names that you on, on that recruiting trail at Florida? Uh, no, I think you mentioned a lot of them, but but I think Florida's got to be. Oh, they had the uh, the running back out of uh, uh, Georgia who they signed in the early signing period. I forget his name, but a lot of the um, the guys who evaluate talent think he's going to be the next the next big thing. So I think he, he, he take a step. That's him, Damian Pierce. Yeah, he, he's supposed to be a stud. Um, so I think you take a step back and you look at the skill positions, and and they've really upgraded at the skill positions. They've got they're they're, they're four or five deep. At running back, you got Jordan Scarlett, um, you got Damian yeah. Pierce who's coming in, you got uh, Iverson Clement who's a highly rated running back out of uh, New Jersey, uh, you got Malik Davis who was doing really well, obviously injured his knee, but all the all, all things are going well in his rehab there, so you got him coming back. So they're gonna be they're gonna be loaded at running back. You got you know Jordan Scarlett missed all of last season with all the shenanigans that went down, and he's coming back this season. And then you got run, you got receivers, you've got um, uh, uh, Cleveland, the guy, you know, the, the the stud who caught the ball out of Tennessee. You've got yep. uh, Dre Massey. you got Jacob Copeland. Yeah. I mean, you got to be really excited about uh, about what Florida's got at the skill positions moving into next year. Yeah, they lost a bunch of guys this year. In too. Yeah, they got to have a kicker. They just lost the best kicker in the country, Eddie Pinheiro, so I hope they got a good kicker coming in. Wow. Yeah, they, they, got, they, got, they got the number two rated kicker coming in next season. Yeah, Evan McPherson. Yeah, I saw him at the yeah, Under Armour game, too. Yep. That do? guy was good. at the. He was at the Under Armour game. He, and they, how they set it up, He, the last kick is a 55-yarder, and that thing was good for 60-something. Wow. Yeah, so they, 
They've lost a lot. Uh, they're losing Taven Bryan, Antonio Callaway, Duke Dawson, Marcel Harris, uh, Eddie uh, Pinheiro, and Johnny Townsend as well. Uh, so they got they got a lot of holes to fill. But I got to tell you, and I know that some people might think that they didn't have a great day in recruiting. I, I, I don't think it could have gotten any better, to be honest with you, for the Florida Gators. I think they did a great job. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see them play next year. I think if not next year, the year after, these guys are going to be contending again in the East. Uh, but Georgia, obviously, is going to be a, a – a, a, and believe it or not, Tennessee, Tennessee had a great – yeah, Tennessee had a great uh, recruiting class, too, uh, with Pruitt well, coming well, in. So. Well, well, where'd they end up, Sammy? I, I didn't see their final ranking. They, they, they ended up 20, 22nd. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think I, I think if you can end up in the top 20 in a transition year, you, I think you have to be happy with that. Even even Urban Meyer's first year at Florida, I think I think they were ranked uh, – Fifteenth or eighteenth, so and yet we all know what ha- we all know what happened on his second and uh, fourth years in the uh, with the team and they won the national title. So I think if, on a transition year, if you can end up in the top twenty, you have to be happy about that. And then it gives the coaches now a full year to build relationships moving into the next season. One thing I noticed this year uh, in the rivals top two hundred, I went through the top ten uh, top ten kids that are ranked. We had six kids from Florida in the top 10, or excuse me, in the top 20, and only one of them stayed in state. That's yeah, that, that, has, that, that, that has to change. I think, I think from Florida, Florida State, Miami, it, it should not be acceptable to, to let these guys, the best, the best athletes in the state should not leave the state. I think the number one athlete in the state went to Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. Clemson ended up getting – Seven of the number one athletes in their home states this year. So Clemson, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know what they do, but Clemson uh, right now is uh, is doing a very good job. Yeah, that was a. Exactly what do you think that was from IMG that went to yeah. uh, Clemson? Yeah. Sorry, do, sorry, Sean. Do you ahead, think buddy. it's do you think it's because uh, they maybe have a, a higher chance of uh, starting and not have to battle so much with with these in-state rivals? No, I think it has to do with winning, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, just the, the top – the top. so if, if I'm just giving the top five guys here, the number one kid goes to Clemson, the number two kid goes to Georgia, the next two go to USC, but they're both from California and they went to the same high school, so they're probably just two buddies. By the way, let me just, let me just look at that for a second. They're the number one receiver and the number one pro-style uh, quarterback on the same team, and they were three and exactly. four nationally. <laughs> is that is that uh, Matter Day or something? What, what school was that? Uh, yeah, Modern Modern Day. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next and the next one goes to Clemson, and the next one goes to Penn State. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. And the only kid that stayed in 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 the state of Florida uh, was uh, Lorenzo Lingard. He was the only one. The kid from Orange City, from Volusia County. He was the only one in the top yeah. twenty from the state of Florida in the top twenty recruits in the nation that stayed in state. Now so, I, I think I, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt because the majority of the kids at IMG are not from the state of Florida. They they come to IMG just to go to IMG is basically a college atmosphere, dorms, out of state yeah. kids. So you know I, I would venture to guess a number of those guys in the top ten in the state of Florida are IMG guys who don't really have the connection to the state. Not I would like to think that a kid who grew up in Florida has a um, you know, has some sort of a state. Uh, you know, they want to they want to support their state and 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 recognize right. their state, and then they're going to look to Florida, Florida State, Miami. I would think, but I think a kid at IMG, the, the all bets are off on those guys. Well, the two top corners in the country, uh, Tyson Campbell yeah. and Pat Sertain, they're both going yeah. out of state. Yeah. Yeah, they're, so, they're both American. They're both an American heritage, and they both are from Florida. Right. But so yeah, they're going out of state, no question. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just unbelievable to me. It just I just don't think I, I back in the back in the nineties that would have never happened. Those guys would be well. Again, the teams are different too. Those got Florida State, Florida, where they were powerhouses back then. Miami, they were all powerhouses, so it was easier to say there. Uh, and in fact, uh, it was your boy Nick. Uh, uh, I can't. What's his name, dude? Nick uh, Pierre Petit Ferrar. Uh, Ferrar, yeah. So in his uh, announcement today, he said the reason why he went there is because they win. He says they win. Yeah. This place for me. I, I I think you look at the number one reason why 
kids go where they go. And, and I would say winning seems to be probably the most important. I would say probably second to that is uh, is um, is facilities. I think kids sure. these days like like bells and whistles. They, they like you know it's the, uh, the the PlayStation generation. They want all the cool stuff. So I think facilities matter. And, and then I think three is is coaching. So you got coaching, successful coaches. That's probably the third reason, but but I, I think it's hard to trump winning, and once you start that that ball rolling, that that that, that carries on. Hey, and you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about too, Doc, is uh, Justin Fields uh, going to Georgia. Uh, t- talk about a school that has a real problem at quarterback here. <laughs> they got they got the number one recruit coming in. They had a freshman takeover for another freshman. I mean, they essentially have three guys that can go and start at any program in the country. Obviously, yeah, the, uh, Nick, Nick Eason's going to leave, but what are they going to do now? Yeah, so J- Jake Eason. Jake Eason's uh, – Jacob Eason's Jake. left, actually. He's Sorry. at uh, – he just he just enrolled at uh, University of Washington, or he already committed to Washington, so he's he's gone. So you got uh, Jacob Frome and uh, Justin Fields. I, I got to imagine that it, it's an it's a open open competition because uh, although Jacob Frome brought him to the promised land, he kind of died out there in the second half against Alabama and did not have a very, in my opinion, very successful passing game. So I think Justin Fields got a very real opportunity to come in there and, and, and maybe win that spot. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's all going to depend too on that overtime. <laughs> yeah. It still went to overtime. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, but, but you know, the second that's half his, of that game, his the, spot. The, the second half of the game, did, did, did you feel like Jacob Fromm was, was, overly impressed. I mean, he's a true freshman and he did a great job, but it wasn't like he set the world on fire. I mean, I just felt like there was opportunity to win that game that, that were, were missed in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he is going against Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Anybody listening that wants to give us a call, we got a few minutes left here on the three and out show. Uh, give us a call at 657-383-1684. We've got some, uh, some great, uh, gift cards to give away, uh, especially from our sponsor tonight, Jimmy Hula's. It's a surf-themed local chain serving diverse tacos, including fish and steak, plus burgers and craft beers, located in the Granada Shopping Plaza, 191 East Granada Boulevard in Norman Beach, Florida. Give us a call. Uh, we'll let uh, we'll let Doc give the trivia question today. If we can get a caller in, uh, Doc, we'll let you give the trivia question out here to, the, to our callers, see if they can win that uh, that gift card from Jimmy Hula's. Yep, because I don't I don't yeah, think we, we can go in with it as much as we want to. Yeah, trivia question is <laughs> yeah, trivia question is why do you drive in a parkway and park in the driveway? There you go. If you have the answer to that, please give us a call six five seven three eight three one six eight four here on the Three and Out Show, and be sure to check us out on iTunes now. Uh, I don't we don't plug our iTunes enough, I don't think. So give, go ahead and and search the podcast for the Three and Out Show. Uh, we are definitely on iTunes now. Subscribe. And go ahead and five star rate us because we know that you, we know that you think we're the best on air. So uh, just go ahead and just five star everything you do. Just five star. When it comes to us, five star. Doc, let's move. Let's move away from uh, from the recruiting for a bit, if you want, and uh, let's jump into uh, something that you and I talked about earlier today, and uh, that's the uh, NFL uh, Combine that's coming up next week, or maybe in two weeks. Excuse me, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, uh, Indiana. And uh, you and I had talked a little bit about some of the participants, uh, but one thing that we wanted to do was go through and see how many of the guys that we put on the All Florida team this year made it to the National Combine, which I think is a great idea because it shows that we're we know what we're talking about a little bit here, right? So, yeah, no, that's good. So, Sean, I don't know if you heard this list today, but of the 33 players that were invited from the Florida schools, 12 of them were on the All-Florida team for the three-and-out show. Uh, those would be Shaquem Griffin, Traquan Smith, and Mike Hughes, all from UCF, all on the All-Florida team, uh, Taven Bryan, Eddie Pinheiro, and Johnny Townsend from the University of Florida, Derwin James, Josh Sweat from Florida State, Braxton Berrios, Casey McDermott, and Chad Thomas from the U, and Deidre and Sinat from University of South Florida. So, and, and, oh, wow. and also, in our defense, we we tried to branch. We also wanted to branch out, and not not focus 
only on the big names. So we included some University right. of West Florida guys. We included so what was the school in Lakeland, Sammy? Uh, Southwest Florida College. Oh, Southeastern. Southeastern. Yeah. yeah. Southeastern. We had FIU, yeah. FAU, West Florida. We had everybody on our list. Uh, but you know, Shaquem Griffin, who we had on there, uh, you know, he was a, a last-minute uh, invite. Uh, Traquan yeah. Smith, who, who I think is going to be probably one of the best players in this draft. Uh, he he was a late addition, so you know we had a lot of guys on there. So we did a good job in in putting our all Florida team together, both on offense and defense. Uh, and also, yeah. we, we we didn't have just seniors; we had a lot of underclassmen as well. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that also is something to uh, to think about. But hey, twelve of our twenty four, so basically <laughs> we, call, we call the entire offense or we call the entire defense because twelve. Yeah, nice. Twelve of our twenty four like made a recruiter it on. or something. Yeah, you think maybe well, it could be a scout or something. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and you had Shaquem Griffin as our senior spotlight about week two. I would say before he really got all the recognition that he ended up getting. So you know, we were. We were on Shaquem Griffin, or you were on Shaquem Griffin, well before national media was. Yeah, Braxton Barrios as well. My boy Braxton Barrios, we had him on there. I think actually, I think those were the first two guys we had on the all on the um, uh, senior spotlight this year with Shaquem yeah, and we Braxton Barrios. We had um, Jordan, the, um, Jordan, the kid from Florida. I forget his blank on his name. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan we had Jordan Sherr, who, who's since retired from football due to injury, but he would have he would have been a, a 100% combine oh, yeah. invite without the injury. Oh, 110%. He got a he got an invite to the combine last year to go this year. That's how good he yeah. is. Yeah. I mean that kid was that kid was yeah, great. He's a stud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean, so let me ask you: Did you uh you you worked the Pro Bowl, didn't you? I did. Any former Florida Gators there at the Pro no, at the Pro Bowl this year? Oh my goodness! I'm I would sure. imagine. I would imagine. You know, I would imagine Janoris Jenkins was there. You know what? Yeah. I was on the sideline, and we were doing the uh, stage show, so I got to watch part of the game, but I didn't get to see everybody because we were so busy on the sidelines doing stuff. We had so many different locations. You're just a busy guy, man. I mean, you really put the produce in producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a good game. AFC, I believe, won 24-23. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, about the kids and uh, this whole uh, this whole thing here, as far as uh, uh, National Signing Day and how it's publicized. Uh, I don't know if you listen to any of these kids today, but a lot of them just need some some coaching. And I, I was telling you that we got to get implemented in some of these in some of the high schools now a speech class or an interview class and then teach guys how to, uh, to, to kind of talk and, and, and conduct themselves in the public eye. What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree fully. I mean, you're representing uh, your school. You're a college man now. I think you want to sound somewhat educated. Uh, yeah, I, think, so, uh, I would agree. I think, you know, I, I was going to start a consulting firm, you know, talking to these kids about what not to say, uh, at the NFL Combine and whatnot. I think next week maybe we'll talk about a little more detail about what exactly happens at the Combine because it's, it's, uh, it's quite the show, and I'll, I'll be there again this year. So, you know, I think our college will be interested to hear about what happens there. But, uh, you know, these kids need to, you know, understand, uh, you know, public speaking and, and, you know, what not to say and all these things. So consulting uh, may be in our future. Yeah, maybe That's next week we'll get, we'll get somebody on uh, who – who actually does uh, some marketing and uh, some interview coaches uh, for, for these kids from going from college to pro and get them to come on and talk about the do's and don'ts that they teach these guys too. Cause these kids need to know that kind of stuff, uh, especially moving forward. And they're going to have to start knowing it now uh, at an early age, because like I said, we're, we're blue starring these high school kids now or blue check marking them on Twitter. Uh, you know, we got these kids 16, 17 years old on ESPN. Uh, so it's important that these guys learn how to, how to conduct themselves in interviews, I think. Well, All right, guys. Well, in high school now. <laughs> yes, that's a, and that's in lies the problem, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight before we go? Did you catch the Super no. Bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, nah, it was good yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was nice. Sorry. 
was cool. No, it was, it was, it was a great game. Uh, hey, listen, I took the Patriots, Doc. I think Doc took the Patriots as well. Uh, yeah, who did I take? I, I know Johnny took the Patriots. Who, uh, did you take the Eagles? I did. Well, there you go. Sean, Sean yeah. finally got one right. Although, I don't know that it was on air, so I don't know that it counts, but we'll go ahead and – It was on air because we'll I said I didn't want to jinx them because I was 0-2. But, yeah, it was uh, a great game. Oh, yeah, I think you actually did say that, believe it or not. No, it was a great game. Now that Brady – Go ahead. I was going to say, now that Brady lost that game, is he still the greatest quarterback of all time? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he threw yeah. for 500 yards or something. Yeah. yeah. Three it's, touchdowns, it's, five it's, touchdowns. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> and he lost their wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. What, what else did you want him to do, Sean? Who did they lose? Who was their best receiver they lost? Cook. Brandon Cook. Cook. Lost him in the first half. They had Gronkowski out there. Gronkowski He's took over in the second half. Okay. He's a receiver. Oh, my God. More importantly, did you enjoy the halftime show? I thought it was a really good halftime show. Uh, no, nah, I didn't enjoy it too much. I, I, I like the Prince part, but. Yeah, I, I wasn't real excited to see a 37-year-old guy dancing around, hardly singing, wearing an elk shirt. That was not real exciting to me. <laughs> I think you guys are haters. JT's the best that ever walked this earth, this planet. So I thought not it was like great. You, Sammy. I mean. You used to do that back in the day before JT. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, he's a little <laughs> bit in better shape for to do it more now than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, All right, guys, well, listen, we wanted to say let's let's round this thing up, man, Victory Formation, Doc. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody uh, for listening, tuning in tonight to the 3 and Out Show. want to thank our special guest, uh, Mainland Bucks wide receiver, Mark DeMarcus Adams, and now a Florida State Seminole. Uh, Perry Costadakis, staff writer for Tomahawk Nation. I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Jimmy Hula's. If you get a chance to get to Jimmy Hula's in the Granada Shopping Plaza, 191 East Granada Boulevard, go see Jose over at Jimmy Hula's. You will not be sorry. Gentlemen? Yep. In honor, in honor, so of, uh, in honor of Demarcus Adams with his free uh, Meek Mill, uh, we got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, official song to close us out. So and, and thanks, everybody. To the Eagles, too. Yeah, no riding down no collar. They let my nigga earn back home. That young nigga be wildin'. We young niggas, we mobbin'. Like Batman and we're robbin'. That thing is going hard, by the way. What's up? Uh... <laughs> uh, peace out. Yeah. That's it. Goodbye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.